0: Hello and welcome everybody. This is Wild Storm Addiction, episode 53 for October and November 2015. I'm Ben Murphy.
1: And I'm Jodeva Solis.
0: And For this month, we're actually recording in November. We're going to be reviewing issues five and six for the new Midnighter solo series. That covers October and November. So, the drink of this month is one third orange juice, one third uh, Sprite, and a couple shots of vodka. Also, <laughs> also a drink of the month <laughs> there is. Also with a tablet of airborne because I got a cold yesterday, so you get to enjoy that on this recording.
1: Uh so your crazy Pennsylvania weather.
0: You know what? It hasn't even been cold. It's just kids and their sticky stuff. Yeah. <laughs> just pass it all around. Mm-hmm. Thanks, children. <laughs> We are going to spoil these issues, but honestly, by the time this comes out, you guys know the drill. You should have read it by now. Let's go into the news. So The only thing that has happened over the last two months, since uh, we were recorded last in September, was uh, New York Comic Con 2015. There was a couple panels, and Steve Orlando was part of the all-access panel, and he had a couple uh, quotes that comic book resources uh did a little review and write up on and basically he was talking about his work on midnighter and what the experience of uh reintroducing that hero as a solo book and also back into the dcu and a couple of the quotes that steve gave were uh he's more darkly humorous and more creatively violent than anyone in the dc universe it's fun to bring in some guest stars that bounce off of Midnighter, like Grayson, who I'm pretty sure Midnighter thinks is hilarious. A couple more. That's the balance that makes him unique. We have his cynicism and his innuendos right next to the fact that he's a guy who can't stop punching people in the brains. And then he mentions that this book is all about work-life balance, but his work just happens to be horrifying. And it is interesting, that's pretty true, what we've seen so far. There's a lot of his personal life mixed into uh, him kicking butt. And then the last quote I have here is, uh, we have some really exciting things coming up. Issue six and seven shows family who stole things from the God Garden and blows up in the most explosive way imaginable. He said that adding that issue eight has the most bizarre guest star with an unbelievable power showing up that's what came out of new york and you know we were in the middle of reading these two issues when that happened so that's pretty much all the news we have for wildstorm over the last couple months unfortunately and then listener mail drum roll <laughs> <laughs> just kidding we don't have any. <laughs> that's my That's my favorite part of the show.
1: Maybe we will after tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so.
0: There's a lot of cool things that we're going to cover. All right, that's all I got for uh, introductions and news, Joe. You want to kick off uh, October's issue?
1: So real quick, though, before we do that, you said that Midnighter number 8 is the one that has something special coming out? Yes. Okay. Because a little side note that I noticed that I thought was interesting is that at DCBS... It is, you know, in the new solicitations for, for ordering, but instead of the normal 50% off, it's 75% off. So you can get Midnighter number 8 for 74 cents. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so I don't know if there's a good thing, a bad thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> so I assume you said that the the DC solicits just came out. So I assume Midnighter number, what would it be at this point, 9 or 10? Is still, uh, still n- the
0: number nine just uh posted as far as solicits go, It
1: had no final issue tag or anything right no
0: final <laughs> issue tag and, okay <laughs> and that is interesting that you say that because I have been um running the the sales numbers and everything each month, just kind of keeping track of it, and we're up to October um, since you brought it up and it looks like since issue two each month it's been about a twelve hundred count decline. Month to month, wow. So we're we're down to like thirteen thousand pulls or purchases.
1: Hmm. Tell you, man, we need something, which <laughs> isn't need... terrible,
0: you know, considering a Wildstorm title. I mean, we're used to <laughs> the eight thousand <000 laughs> mark or something like that. But it did start out with a pretty strong thirty-two thousand in that yeah. uh, number one issue. But yeah, it's a number one issue.
1: Yeah. So. We're going to do this a little bit different tonight. Uh, we're going to kind of, we'll talk about each issue, but we more want to discuss it because there's a big difference between issue number five and six. So it's probably a good thing we didn't record last month because it would have been a very frustrating recording, <laughs> at least for me anyway. No, it would have been for me as well. <laughs> so Midnighter number five released on October 7th, written by Steve Orlando with art by Stephen Mooney. Covered by Akko and Romulo Fajardo Jr. And this is the continuation of his uh, team up with Grayson. And basically they just go after more monsters and they come across the guy that they they think is the responsible for the whole God Garden thing. And it was just very, in my opinion, a very bland issue. <laughs> I didn't really care for what was going on. I said it before that I just feel like Grayson was just thrown in here to try to get other readers in. you know honestly, if you're gonna go that route, just put Batman in here, <laughs> you know <laughs> because I don't think Grayson's strong enough to pull over all the people who are reading his title, as has been evidenced by the numbers so um it did end on a on an interesting cliffhanger, which led into the uh much better issue number six so why don't I just let you go through that one, and then we'll just discuss the whole thing as a whole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. So you want me to dive right into issue number six, huh?
1: Yeah, because honestly, unless you have anything significant to to talk about in number five, I mean, if you do, feel free, but I really, that's all I really had to say on number five. That's why I'm, I'm glad we didn't review last month, because it was just, it's just really frustrating. I, 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 I want Midnighter to be a good book, and they you know, they took away Akko, and... <laughs> Uh, I know he's going to come back here in a second, but still, I mean, they're not doing anything to help this book, and that's what's frustrating me. So, anyway.
0: No, no, I agree with you. You're right. It would have been about a five-minute recording month, so <laughs> it's probably the right call. Um, the, the one thing I do have to say is they did the funny thing where, you know, Midnight had decided to handcuff himself to Grayson for whatever reason, and, and it wasn't even a good – they didn't really – really pay it off and and explain it in a very you know funny way other than yeah, you know, Midnighter planned out the the attack and the, the fight so whatever it is what it is it, <laughs> it was definitely one to uh get through quickly because Midnighter 6 that's the whole book so far pays off you know we had talked Many issues back, you know, where was this going? And, and now this is really the, the cliffhanger that we were really looking for. So Midnighter 6, released on November 4th, written by Steve Orlando with art by Akko. Yes. Finally. Cover by Akko and uh, Romulo Ferraro Jr. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, really. And is as apparent as you can imagine. No offense to Stephen Mooney. I mean, thank you for stepping in. But like how this book started and was established by Akko. And to have that change over happen so quickly, you you worry about the creative uh, team that was created. And it was very strong at the beginning. And to have him step back in in this issue and what the writing was going on in this issue as far as the payoffs that that we've been building up for and the cliffhangers that are about to be established, it was very much needed to have him back here. And that first page, you get his his brilliance immediately and Midnighter has been dating this guy uh named Matt and this this issue is really about their relationship and how they're able to balance you know his work life (laughs) just like you know at the New York Comic Con what he talked about his work life of punching people in the face and you know hanging out with him and not only that but right away uh midnighter goes through and takes out the multiplex that were that were teased a couple issues ago i think in issue four you know and he takes them down right away and you see this uh almost like a a clip reel of midnighter and matt like gallivanting throughout the world throughout the globe and just taking down the multiplex and going after you know the god garden tech and then they uh They bring it home to Matt's uh, family, his dad, who, you know, lives in a remote area or just not a populated area and how he's dealing with the fact that his son had come out and is dating Midnighter, you know, a superhero and how he really just wants his son to be happy, you know, regardless. But he was beat up just because of um his son's relationship and to make things short Midnighter runs into some God Garden tech that he didn't, he didn't even anticipate, which is outside of Midnighter's wheelhouse, you know, because he is supposed to be able to see everything that's coming at him because of the, the tech that he has inside of him. And I guess the new technology was a skin that can mask the technology within it. So he didn't even notice that um, Matt's father was actually a piece of machinery, really. And and not only that, not only was there that major reveal kind of a, uh, I don't want to say it because I'm about to go into it, but not only was that stabbing in the back from his father and Matt flipping out about that, but then we go right into Matt stabbing midnighter in the back literally or i guess it was in the front um as matt reveals at the end that he's actually uh prometheus which is uh an old dc character from i believe the mid 90s he was in the jla uh, not to be confused with another character from a wildstorm past <laughs> There, there was so much going on in this issue, not only just all the stuff that we've learned uh, through the Grayson title and the last you know five issues of Midnighter, but just to see all of the work that Steve and Aka have done and just the teasers that are strewn about this entire title. Uh, there's a couple of pages back when Matt gets an email or checks his computer in the in their apartment gets destroyed by the multiplex, by the way. Um, You see his desktop that almost looks like a Linux Ubuntu desktop login screen on his laptop, but it really, it's the logo of Prometheus that's on his, it's his emblem on his chest. Just a lot of little teasers uh, that were kind of leading you up to that last page reveal and all of Aka's like background artwork. It just, it really does speak to the emotions that are going on in each one of these scenes and especially when matt stabs midnighter and didn't see it coming you can see the the pain that midnighter and the confusion that he's feeling just from the background artwork and all of the tiles that he puts around him it's just really cool it was an emotional issue not only relationally but just the fact that midnighter was having to go through uh losing his abilities it's really interesting not only that, but you got just the brutality of the character. You know, he's a when he goes after somebody, whether it's a bad guy or a group of bad, bad dudes. You know, he doesn't he doesn't let them slide. You know, he he punches uh, Matt's father. I guess I'll put in quotes because it was really um, a robot or android of some some sort, and you see his eyeballs just like <laughs> pop out and his jaw just fly off it's it's pretty rough it's just a, a weird balance of of just the closeness and relationships that you thought that there was there, and then just him and and what he's designed to be, which is just to kick major butt really a great issue and there were a couple of really good reviews out there and write ups and I think it, it's pretty unanimous that everybody really dug this issue and to see the drop in sales is kind of disappointing cuz i know he had to slog through a couple issues that are kind of off the rails 4 and 5 5 especially but to see this one it, it really hit home
1: your thoughts well the uh, the other thing to mention about that prometheus villain is that he's a grant morrison creation so <laughs> so if you haven't gone back uh to read his his stuff you've definitely get give you a better better sense of this villain because apparently there's been different versions of him but this one's this one's the one they're going with and rightfully so since it's grant morrison's version of it so hopefully this will be a draw for readers if they find out that he was here uh because i know he's been in some other substantial books or at least some uh some uh critically acclaimed books so yes it was definitely great to have aqua back i mean from the opening page we have midnight or cent mid 90 cents you know <laughs> and uh just the little things you know like when he he kills that guy with the fork i mean <laughs> it's 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 funny to see dc trying their best to show midnighter without showing midnighter you know <laughs> i mean cuz even with the the duplicate father you know the only way they could show him punching through his face like that is that he's not a real person <laughs> All right so yeah i mean i hope i hope the uh the good reviews and uh, and the surprise here at the end will hopefully uh, get some people to jump on. And I know that, let's see, that uh, Trade comes out, I think, in January. You know, there's a lot of Trade waiters out there, so I but I don't know if that'll cause any of them to start following month to month. So.
0: And I do want to point out another thing about Aka's artwork just the detail that gets uh, put into each page and you know, we talk about the panels and how he breaks a lot of the traditional panels. There's an instance where Midnighter loses his sense, you know, his, his ability to predict the fights and and you see like the shock that he goes through and there's a school bus scene and he didn't even notice that the school bus was about to hit him. And there's a couple of people that want to attack him And the school bus goes through a meat market, like a storefront meat market. And the detail that was shown of like packages of meat flying through the air and then on the next page just the flyers of the meat market and and the ads that were in the store as this bus like smashes through the front windows. It's just so impressive. Like there's who goes to that much detail? Aka does. And I think that's really cool. I I really enjoyed that breath of fresh air to get him back on the title and and see that team up that that they're obviously um nailing it on.
1: Yeah, I don't know if he's supposed to be back for the next few issues, but I hope he is. <laughs> yeah, really.
0: That's all I got, man. It was a it was a mixed bag in total because we had two issues to review, but oh man, everybody needs to go out and grab number 6.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, there there was an addendum to, to all this for the month uh, for us. A nice surprise, because I didn't see it in the solicits. And thankfully, Ben is, uh, caught it on the racks at his comic shop. But uh, Grayson number 13, which came out on October the 28th, has uh, the director of Spiral, uh, Helena. Uh, she has a, a shadowy meeting with Grifter, for sure. I saw that you're thinking that Voodoo was in that group too?
0: Yeah, you can you can see a, f- a female character and it looks I mean those hips scream of voodoo to me. But, you know. <laughs> hips don't lie. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and uh the one that's that is very apparent, uh, is Lady Tron. Um 'cause Grayson actually fights her and then apparently they we do get to see an appearance from Midnighter, so Yeah. And they're all tied into the God Garden, apparently. So it's interesting that, uh, that that's the new spot for Wildstorm appearances.
0: <laughs> yeah, and honestly, it's not surprising that I was able to catch that because you know we've talked in the past how I followed Grayson since issue number one. And I saw that direct connection between Midnighter immediately. And he was in a lot of the first issues for Grayson. And I've been pushing you to get that trade. And... <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't that hasn't let up, like even though Grayson's made it into year number two, mm-hmm. they're still carrying that theme through, and it's those connections have continued throughout,
1: yeah, and then the uh, the possible holy Grail here was the solicits that just came out, uh, apparently Grayson number seventeen, which comes out on february the twenty fourth could possibly have another drum roll, please. <laughs> Uh, a Wildcats cover <laughs> which uh, would be pretty awesome if that's how they want to introduce them into the DCU <laughs> uh, we've had scattered <laughs> uh, introductions so far by the members uh, let's see obviously we had Grifter had his own series there for a while um, we had Spartan in <laughs> Team 7 <laughs> yep. Uh We had Warblade and Ravagers. We had Voodoo and and own Title. We never had Maul, right?
0: No, but if you see there's a figure in the back that is pretty Mm -hmm. big. Yeah. Looks like it could be Maul. And that that shadowy group of characters on the front of number 17 is very... It looks like the group that was in 13. So you can see there's a direct relationship right there. And you can see that Grifter is definitely on the right-hand side there with his mask on.
1: Yeah, and if that's the case, then it looks like they're going with the most popular iteration of the Wildcats, which was 3.0.
0: Yeah, it does look like 3.0, for sure.
1: So that would be an interesting take. But it's probably the most uh, unique take on the team, so it's probably the safest take. <laughs> so that's pretty exciting if, that's, if we're seeing what we're seeing, and I'm pretty sure we're seeing what we're seeing. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are you saying what I'm saying?
1: yeah. <laughs> But like I said, probably a smart thing to do this like this, you know, and they'll probably just gauge the response and decide if they want to do a title later. So that would be nice.
0: That is actually a good point that you bring up uh, 3.0, just because that was a very, uh, it was more slanted towards like the spy aspect of the team during that time. And I guess they had the corporation and stuff like that. And that's a good segue into, like, Grayson and Spiral and everything. So I, I, I could see the relationship there.
1: Well, I mean, and the fact that the Damonites are pretty much gone, you know, that kind of removes their purpose. Oh, ah, that's true. You know, the, their original purpose for existing, you know. It'll just be good to have them back, but, you know, just like every other time they've come back, I just would like a good iteration of them and one that people will give a chance to. So, <laughs> uh, But other than that, uh, I think we've already gone over some of these other Midnighter releases, right?
0: Actually, only seven
1: we've gone over. Okay. Yeah, so seven is coming out on December the 2nd, and we've got number eight coming out on January the 8th. And if you'd like to get it for 74 cents, go over to DCBS.com. <laughs> <laughs> you may have to add more stuff to your order to make it worth it. Otherwise, you'll be paying that plus six ninety five shipping, and it may not be worth it at that point. Wow. Uh, <laughs> nice ad. apparently whatever's going on is going to continue because it just says that he's recovering from the assault and finds himself back in the sights of Spiral Uh, but this time they want him on their side which kind of ties in with what's going on in Grayson and then Midnighter number 9 which comes out on February the 3rd It says Sparrow wants the deadly perdition pistol back, whatever that is. So they turn to the only man who stands a chance of recovering it. Midnighter, of course. The only problem is now it's in the possession of Suicide Squad. So that's actually kind of smart, since Suicide Squad's starting to be on people's minds. That's right. With the new movie coming out, so bravo DC on that one. Yep. But I still say let's put Batman (laughs) in (laughs) here. So, I think the Batman and Midnighter have only ever met in that uh, DC Wildstorm crossover. Don't say it, don't say it. Yeah, what was it, Dream War or whatever? Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah, so, it doesn't count. It's awful. <laughs> but uh, all of these books are available digitally either through DC's website or comiXology.com. They of date every Wednesday, of which I used to grab Grayson number 13. Um like I said, I'm not gonna do any more non-titles like that, non-Wildstorm titles, I guess. Uh, it's too much stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, and honestly, guys, if you know, if you want to support us in any way, seriously, give Joe uh, a gift card for Comicsology since he does get everything digitally where he can, if anything.
1: Yeah, it's happened once before, so it could happen again. <laughs> Don't worry
0: about me. I'm the freak that still buys it. <laughs> uh,
1: and some quick shout outs. Uh, Clark's bar is still alive and well. I haven't checked the latest members, but uh, we have at least 15 or 16. And uh, I can't wait to jump on there and see if anybody's already jumped on this Wildcats news. <laughs> hey, it's not
0: official. It's not official. It's all speculation,
1: <laughs> uh, assumptions. I'm hoping that. I'm actually kind of surprised a little bit uh, that we didn't get sometimes they'll spoil these like the week before the solicits maybe we'll get a follow up now
0: hey I haven't seen anybody else make that leap because the solicits just came out a couple days ago but to me I would see that if that it really is what it is they do a, a good amount of April launches April or May launches so hopefully yeah That's what we get out of this.
1: And uh, you can get twice... uh, Well, not anymore. I don't don't think I was here last month to to give this news. Uh (laughs)
0: Uh-oh. Somebody didn't update their notes.
1: But uh, our friends at Only the Valiant are winding down their podcast. Um, What? Yes, our friends at Only the Valiant uh, have decided that after, I think, nine years, uh, they just are going to call it quits and... So, if you've never listened to them, try to catch their last few episodes, OnlyTheValiant.com. They're a great group of guys. I've met a couple of them in person, and their show is great uh, to promote the Valiant Universe, which is another great universe if you're not following it. Um, Only about three years old. It's not too hard to catch up on. (laughs) And then I still do the Valiant Future podcast over at CulturalWarmhole.com. So... Hopefully, uh, we'll pick up some of their listeners. I mean, uh, we're we're not looking to replace those guys at all because they're their own thing and always will be. Uh, But we're going to keep covering month to month those titles as well. And last time we were on, I did mention the the Kickstarter for the Battle Chasers Night War. That got successfully funded about ten times over. (laughs) Uh, I didn't get a chance to jump in on it because I figured they were going to release you know release it anyway (laughs) so yeah they will i'm sure
0: that's that's a bummer about the valiant podcast man i mean those guys were die hard they were they were better than we were as far as (laughs) the universe that had died and they were like no we're not giving up we're not giving up and then they're going out on a high i guess they're dropping the mic they're walking out
1: yeah that's exactly what they're doing (laughs) good for them all right.
0: Well, you can get a hold of us. Uh, Joe is at twitter.com slash Joe David Salise. You can look me up on Google Plus. I'm pretty easy to find. Uh, Wildstorm Addiction. You can get us at twitter.com slash Wildstorm Addict or email us at wildstormaddiction at com. Also, the Facebook group for those freaks that are on Facebook. Oh, wait. They're the majority. <laughs> yes, they're the majority. I keep forgetting that. Honestly, there was a lot to talk about this month um over the last two issues really the last issue and grayson really you know they've tied this title to that title so closely that you guys got to be picking up both grayson and midnighter it's it's worthwhile over the last couple years pick up the the last issues joe get the stinking trade
1: that's all i gotta say about that (laughs) close to christmas when we call them comiXology i'll have a sale
0: yeah, or amazon i'm sure you can get it for 10 bucks or less
1: dude i'm getting a digital i'm sorry i'm not getting another. Uh, that's <laughs> right i forgot yeah.
0: go to your library joe <laughs> borrow it and then return it <laughs> libraries still exist
1: I Speaking, of, yeah. Speaking of my Twitter, by the way, if anybody got any weird messages from me this past month, I apologize, because apparently I got hacked. Oh, right. So, yeah, and poor Chris Stryker out there was the only one who tried to click on the link that he got, so thank God it didn't work, because I had to text him, like, don't open that link, because he sent me a message saying it didn't open. I'm like, there's a good reason it didn't open, because I didn't send it. Thanks. <laughs>
0: That's what you get for ignoring your uh, digital life there, Joe. (laughs) Having a real life. I know. (laughs) All right, man. Good month. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for still listening and uh, dealing with a skip month. And uh, hopefully we'll be back for December. And it's an issue that we uh, feel like we
1: don't have to wait for. See you guys then.
0: yeah like you could see it, like I'm like, is that Tao sitting down like
1: where is oh at? crap, I didn't think about that because I was going to ask you. Yeah, I was like okay if that's if that's Spartan up to the left, then who's sitting down, unless Spartan's sitting down, and the one up to the left is somebody else
0: oh, I mean warblade would definitely be
1: not he's to the to the right isn't he, all the way to the right? No, that's Grifter,
0: he has his mask on.
1: Oh, I can't see. See, that's why I need a bigger (laughs) (laughs) Aha! I found a big version of it. It's at newsarama.com. Oh, nice. Could that be Lynch? Would that make any sense? There's actually somebody behind Grifter now that I... There's somebody behind and in between Grifter and Wall.
0: Oh, that's definitely Warblade just to the left of Maul that has gotta be Spartan standing next to the Warblade to the left. I don't know who's sitting down. Voodoo's behind the person sitting down. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's right to left: Grifter, Maul, Warblade, Spartan. Or there's
1: somebody right behind Grifter. Do you see it?
0: Behind Grifter.
1: Yeah, you have to have the image like super sized. It's uh-huh. it. Their head is on. Right where Maul's shoulder is.
0: I didn't think that was a person. Let me see here.
1: It has to be. Look at the outline that goes down, and there's a a shadow, a slight shadow on the face. Huh. Dude, I see in your TV screen. Blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it gonna...
0: is funny though, because they're all wearing ties,
1: colored yeah. shirts and ties.
0: You know that's got to be a video
1: right behind him. Oh yeah, no, that one I'm not even questioning. It's it's whoever's behind Grifter. I'm trying to figure it out, and of course, I'm less
0: concerned about that person than I am the the two dudes in the front. seats. because mm-hmm. it's either Spartan, Tau, or Majestic in a different light. I mean, you have to consider Majestic has to be considered. Although, I don't know that he was really around for 3.0 too much.
1: I don't remember. Mm, I don't think so.
0: So that would limit it to Tau and Spartan. My nerd boy wants to say it's happening. (laughs) (laughs) See all this work I did? Mm Mm-hmm. That's because you're awesome. I'm just a nerd.
1: (laughs) I'm just a nerd, boy. Nobody loves me. He's just a nerd.
0: (laughs) Outside of The Walking Dead, all the shows that I'm only able to keep up on are all DC shows. I just, they're doing so much between Arrow, The Flash, and now they're going to have Legends of Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like, just. Just throw Grifter in there. Just throw him in there.
1: <laughs> Dude, I would love for him to just at least show up on Arrow. That's all. I would be happy yeah, with that. <laughs>
0: it just makes sense. He actually was in... They crossed over a couple of years ago when he had his solo title. It's like, come on, just throw him in. Just throw him a bone. Mm-hmm. Who
1: would they cast for that? Oh, God, I don't even know. I mean, where the heck did they get Steve Amell for Arrow, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it would just have to be somebody else who just... Kind of pull from nowhere.
0: I leave that to you, Facebook fans. <laughs> Who would play Grifter in the one 10 second cameo of Grifter in Arrow? <laughs> Wednesdays, 9
1: p.m. on the WB. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the WB. <laughs>